Welcome. My name is Gina Timberman, and you are listening to Timber People, a podcast about people who, like timber, are strong, build and create, who gather us together like fuel that feeds fire. People who support structures of our community that uplift and protect. I'm so happy to welcome my dear friend to the show, Mr. Victor Flores. Welcome. Thank you so much, uh, my Choctaw sister, Gina Timberman. Uh, we have been trying to to do this podcast for quite some time. And I know that yeah, between you and I, we're probably, you know, two of the most uh, busy people in Indian <laughs> country. Because I know that we always see each other in passing, usually. Yes. And, you know, you're one of those people that I've met before we um, became closer friends, of course. And have spent a lot of good time together over the past year, especially. And you're one of those people that I feel like I've I've always known you. <laughs> Very true. Well, you know, we are definitely kindred spirits. You right. know, obviously, we have great fashion sense. <laughs> Thank you. One. That's a huge compliment to me. <laughs> We're hat people. That's right. We are also <laughs> hat people, which, you know, we are few and far between in that regard. But also, you know, you know, uh, throughout Indian country, it, 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 it is a, it's a small community. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of conferences that, 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 that we run into each other out of state and then also uh, um, some here in state as well. And so it, it is it is always uh, great to see a friend in another state and, you know, and obviously you have an amazing smile. And so it's thank always, you. It's always welcoming <laughs> when I see you and, and, and we get to hang out for sure. Well, I smile a lot when we hang out. <laughs> thank you. I will tell you before we, we have so much to talk about and, you know, before we talk about your role with the Oklahoma Tribal Finance Consortium and the vision you have for the work that you do and economic development in Indian country and Oklahoma and beyond, I really want to say thank you, a special word of gratitude. We are in this uh, season of Thanksgiving, and I want to say thank you for for all that you do. Uh, you've been supportive so much of the First Americans Museum, most recently, especially with the Oklahoma City Indian Clinic, the Red Feather Gala. And I really see you stepping up to support events, people, and um, community activities that make a difference and really uh, build partnerships and avenues by which we can collaborate. Well, thanks, Gina. You know, uh, if I had a superpower, I really think that my superpower would be uh, that I'm a great connector. And so I always tell everyone, you know, hey, I'm the Lego guy. Right. I know someone that you need to meet. And so let me go introduce you to them in regards to, you know, whatever project is, is, is happening. But, you know, that's also one of my passions is really just getting to know people. Right. Um, you know, I mean, you know, the, there are just so many great things that are going on and there's so many great causes to support. Um, you know, obviously we can't do them all, but, you know, from my perspective, um, uh, one of the things that I love doing, um, if it was a hobby right. was to just, you know, is really just, you know, just being in the community and helping others. I mean, that's what I love to do. Right. I mean, sure. You know, I like to do the normal, you know, go and work out, watch, you know, watch my, watch my OU Sooners win, you know, uh, usually they're winning. 
you know, but, uh, but my real passion is being out in the community, being, being out amongst the people and really just helping others. You know, I don't, uh, I, you know, I don't, you know, I don't, I, I do my best to contribute by helping others. Absolutely. And um, you do that directly. You do it indirectly. And the work that you do inevitably really uh, impacts positively those communities. And it's been really great to learn about your work and to see you operate in Indian country and to know what happens, the ripple effects of uh, the work that you're doing. One of the, you know, the key, key phrases that I always um, uh, try to remind myself. Um, uh, one is, you know, uh, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. Right. The second best time is now. Yeah. And so, you know, when you hear about all of these, you know, great causes, you know, uh, while we can't do everything, um, if I see an opportunity for me to help someone just take the next step or to introduce them to then take the next step, then I try to do that immediately. And I try to jump in because there is, you know, there is always something going on. Um, uh, but, you know, but um, one important piece is really being intentional, intentional with your friendships, mm-hmm. intentional with your partnerships, intentional with the work that you're doing. And so, you know, I'm all about impact, not just about, you know, just doing the work. And so, you know, when I'm working with tribal nations or tribal communities or businesses that are working in, in, in Indian country or just anything else uh, in, in, in the community, uh, where I'm serving is, you know, how can I help or, or rather, how can I enhance what they're doing in regards to providing value to whether it's a client base or whether it's mm-hmm. their, their tribal community or whether, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's their customers as a, mm-hmm. as a business. Absolutely. Uh, I'm curious as to how you, uh, started working um, in this field of work and what your journey was really getting here. I actually started out in healthcare. My first master's was in business and in finance uh, from Oklahoma Christian. My second master's was actually from Trinity University in San Antonio. Go Tigers. Um, and, and and that was focused on accounting, but also uh, in, in, in healthcare. And so I worked at Integris Health, you know, one of my uh, dear mentors, uh, Stan Hupfeld, uh, which is the previous uh, uh, system CEO for Integris Health, and 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 so you know from um, from there, that's really where I got the consortium concept in regards to bringing like-minded folks to focus on issues where we can all learn together, where we can all um, really become better and stronger together for that specific field, right? And so I started that in healthcare. And then so from uh, from my healthcare journey, I was recruited to a tribal health system to become their CFO, which I did for about six months to a year. And then I was recruited to be um, the the CFO for for a tribal health system and then and then a tribal administrator. And then I was a tribal CFO or interim tribal CFO for uh, for other uh, tribal nations all here in Oklahoma. Uh, also, at the time, I was uh, I was. Uh, um, I was a um, adjunct professor for Southern Nazarene University. It'd be fun to take one of your courses. <laughs> well, um, I still have. I mean, I, I remember, and so and so that was master's level corporate finance. I do remember 
there were maybe that wouldn't be year. so fun for yeah. me. Yeah, there, were, <laughs> there were there were a couple times each year, uh, every semester, where someone was crying in the evening because it was it was an accelerated course, and so everyone right. in the program was a professional already working in their right. field. They were just trying to get their master's in the evening, mm-hmm. um, and so it was a it was a it was an eight week session. You know, three hours one week a night, and so it was it's a lot. Um, it, it was very intense, uh, you know, and I don't, you know, I don't know if I, w- you know, was the most lenient, uh, professor, uh, but, uh, most of my students will probably tell you today that, you know, Hey, while he wasn't the most lenient and, uh, and he had to grade on a curve, they learned a whole lot. And that's, what's really, uh, key. Uh, and so, and that actually, so, so, uh, so. Um, while I was working um, as a tribal CFO, that's kind of where the concept of the Oklahoma Tribal Finance Consortium started, and then also the OSU Tribal Finance and Accounting Program. If you would love for me to jump into that, I'd I would love, love to just that. Move into that. I would love that. OU's doing some great things. I'm really excited about what's on the horizon with our universities, OU, Oklahoma State, our state two-year colleges. Yes. Uh, there's there's something happening that you hear about uh, all the time. And I'm really excited about uh, the climate that we're in, um, but also where we're going in higher education here in Oklahoma. I really feel that, you know, one of the key pieces is their outreach uh, to Native students and to Native communities, um, as well as, you know, uh, helping them to choose the right path, you know, because, you know, of a four-year college, is not always going to be the right path for every single person, right. or it may be a two-year uh, a program, or it may be a tech school, right? And so, and so, we're, it's there's a lot of, uh, there is a lot more collaboration uh, uh, happening. In fact, I'm going to jump to another topic just to really uh, uh, make that point. And so, uh, here in the Oklahoma City market, uh, uh, the 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 four minority chambers mm-hmm. have have started meeting this year, and so we have the Greater Oklahoma City Hispanic Chamber, the Greater Oklahoma City Black Chamber, uh, the Greater Oklahoma City uh, Asian Chamber, and then, of course, the American Indian Chamber of Commerce, Oklahoma City chapter. And so all those leaders have really come together, and I, I'm also in that group. And so, you know, we met with the mayor. We've met with large organizations here in our market. Um, and, you know, in every meeting, you have those leaders saying, you know, we've never seen the four minority chambers really coming together in the same room, not only to have a united voice, but also to say, you know, hey, we're working and collaborating together to help all of our businesses and all of our communities here in the greater Oklahoma City area. And I got to tell you, that is just really, really encouraging. And, and it's and it's actually exciting. And so, you know, just stay tuned. 2024, you're going to be hearing uh, some really loud roars from that group. I love that the chambers are connecting spheres of influence. I love the concept of having everyone's voice at the table from different aspects of our community, culturally, from different sectors of our um, economy, of our community. And I love the symposium um, aspect of everything. And, you know, they say that you take a piece of river cane, you can just break it. But when you take a number of river cane, you can't break it. You know, it's strong together. And so that is important. This is a time where you see that strength and collaboration in our community. 
And uh, like you said, it is exciting. And um, I know that 2024 will bring some great things for the collective community. Yeah. yeah. You know, Gina, I would be remiss if I didn't say a quote from a dear friend of mine. It's not his quote, but he says it a lot. And so Governor John Johnson of the, of the Absentee Shawnee Tribe, great, great friend of mine. And so, you know, he always quoted Tecumseh, mm-hmm. which was a great Shawnee uh, leader and chief. He always said that a single twig breaks, a bundle of twigs is strong, which, you know, really kind of goes back to what you were saying right, as well. Right. Yeah. Yes. So, so going back to the Oklahoma Tribal Finance Consortium, how did that get started? Why why did I do that? And so when I became the tribal CFO for a tribe, uh, they sent me to a lot of trainings. All those trainings were out of state. Right. And so uh, as as Oklahomans, you're looking in the room and in, the, in these conferences and you're looking for other <laughs> Oklahomans. And right. so all of my counterparts, tribal treasurers, tribal CFOs, tribal economic uh, uh, development leaders from, right. from, from other tribal nations here in Oklahoma, I actually met them first from in a different state. <laughs> Isn't that funny how that, yeah, yeah was, that, that is the reality. It was wild. And so, you know, um, uh, as a group of like uh, 10 to 12 of us uh, started to get to see each other, you know, uh, once a month over a course of a year, I was kind of like, you know, hey guys, why aren't we meeting in Oklahoma? And they're like, well, you know, all of the trainings, you know, for the most part are outside of Oklahoma. Right. Uh, and I'll just kind of like, you know, well, hey, from our perspective as tribal treasurers, tribal CFOs, economic development leaders, we all speak the same language, yeah. hence the consortium concept. And so, you know, we're not competing in that regard. You know, we need to learn from each other. We need to become, you know, stronger together. We need to also uh, help each other with the uh, with the predatory businesses that are out there um, uh, that were they, there were there were some businesses out in any country that were essentially, you know, tribe hopping here in Oklahoma. Um, and um, and so as tribal CF, uh, as tribal uh, CFOs, we see all contracts for the most part, uh, as well as treasures. And so, you know, we were able right. to contact each other. But the reason why we weren't contacting each other as well before is because we didn't even have each other's contacts. So that's the yeah. first thing that I did is I contacted the other 37 fairly recognized tribal nations here in Oklahoma. And I said, hey, who is your tribal treasurer? Who's your tribal CFO? Who's your economic development leader? Who's your health director? And, you know, then I got all the names and I compiled them. And I said, hey, come to this first conference. I'm giving out a TV. Yeah. You know, and, 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 <laughs> incentives are important. Well, of course. Food and t- yeah, you're, you're yeah. a smart that man. That is true. That is true. <laughs> I, I, I did also uh, feed everyone. And so, you know, in, in that first meeting, we actually partnered with NAFOA, Native American Finance Officers uh, Officers Association. I'm, 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 a, I'm a member of that as well. I've been a member with them for, oh, goodness, probably 20, right. 20 years now. And so um, you know, great, great national organization. But. For our tribal nations here in our state, especially here recently in the past five or six years, you know, there there are things that we um, in our state, you know, have a specific impact on our tribal nations and we need to be working on them together. Right. right? right. And so and, and and it was it was fortuitous that we started that back in, in, in 2017. Mm-hmm. And so that was that was great. And then and so I I sent uh, and, and a lot of my counterparts sent a lot of their staff to Arizona State University for their tribal finance and accounting program, which is a great program. It was the only one in the country at the time. 
And so, you know, I, I, I reached out to them and to some of their instructors. I said, you know, Hey, hold your classes here in Oklahoma. Right. Uh, we have, you know, we have 38 fully recognized tribal nations, bring your classes here and we'll fill them up. Uh, and at that time they're just like, you know, well, we really like you all spending your money here in Arizona. <laughs> and I said, you know, well, we have our own universities. Mm-hmm. Um, and so immediately I reached out to the OU school of law as well as to, to the OSU Fear School of Business. And so we really collaborated to really put that together uh, back in 2018. Mm-hmm. They won a national award back in 2019. So kudos to OSU. Uh, and then also, and then, and then um, Harvard University followed close behind with their, mm-hmm. with their tribal program. Uh, but, and so, and so that focus was really to help educate. So we have a, there's a certificate program that we started, which is really focused on, on tribal leaders first coming in uh, to work for their tribal nations who may not have had experience um, uh, working in Indian country, you know, because, you know, there are those idiosyncrasies that we have, um, you know, with the, with the, with the four types of funding sources mm-hmm. um, uh, in Indian country. And so, you know, I, I when I did education there as an adjunct professor there for the OSU Tribal Finance and Accounting Program, I always talked about the four colors of money in Indian country. Mm-hmm. So you have, your, you have your general welfare dollars, then you have your grant dollars, you have your IHS dollars, and you have your BIA dollars. Right. And for the most part, those dollars don't like to be intermixed. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of the, that was a kind of the key things. And so it's been a great ride. And so from that, because it was so successful, we were given the opportunity to take the lead on, uh, on the Oklahoma native economic impact study. And so that study mm-hmm. used to, um, I mean, it wasn't done on a regular basis when we took it over, we said we'd do it every two years. Now they want it done, uh, uh every year. And so why is that important? And so the, the, the Oklahoma native economic impact study really highlights what our tribal nations do for the state of Oklahoma and all of its Mm -hmm. uh, citizens. And so we're talking about infrastructure. We're talking about health care. We're talking about jobs. Right. Right. And so, you know, in our in our latest study. And and again, I'm an accountant, which I'll talk about here in a minute. So I have to go over some uh, some of our numbers. And so we 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 actually released this back in 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 2022. Um, and, um, and, and so we always go back two years when we're doing economic impact, uh, studies. So, so, uh, so looking at FY19 that we released in 2022, our economic impact here in, in the, in, in our great state of Oklahoma was almost $16 billion. That's with a B. Right. Gina. So $16 billion that our tribal nations provide here to our state. But then it also talks about you know, almost 114,000 jobs. And those jobs are Oklahomans, native and non-native. In fact, most of those are probably non-native jobs. And that equates to $5.4 billion in salaries and wages. Mm -hmm. And those dollars are spent Mm -hmm. inside of our state, which is, which is, which is, which is an amazing thing. And so, you know, most, most of Oklahoma, you know, uh, um, when they think about tribal nations, they immediately think casinos right. and all the dollars um, that the casinos are making. And so, but what they have to understand is that there's a give back mm-hmm. portion um, uh, in, 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 in the gaming compact. And so since 2006, our tribal nations and their casino enterprises has provided $1.8 billion mm-hmm. to education, to teachers, right. um, as well as to mental health. Right. And so that's just that is just 
that's that's just dynamic in regards to the right. dollars um, uh, that those casinos uh, ha- have generated for the state. But then also those dollars that those casinos are generating are also going back to the tribal nation right. for them to take care not only of their citizens, but their communities. And guess what? Those communities of our, of our tribal nations are also Oklahoma communities, right? right? And 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 so that's kind of the biggest mm-hmm. takeaway that I try to convey is that, you know, tribal nations take care of their community and their members. Uh, uh, you know, obviously their role as a sovereign government is to take care of their citizens and their members. But in doing so, you know, they're also taking care of spouses of their members, right? right? Um, uh, and then as an employer, they're taking care of, um, you know, of all of their employees, native and non-native, and also their family members, right, because they usually insure them. Um, um, and then also the, their enterprises in regards to tribal health care. There are a lot of tribal health care facilities that are seeing non-native patients. And so, you know, um, here in the last 10 years, there's been a lot of rural um, uh, uh, community hospitals and clinics mm-hmm. shutting down. And so what happens is that our tribal health care system is really a safety net and that's how Absolutely. they've had to function. Um, and if you look at where they're located throughout the state, I mean, uh, if it wasn't for those tribal nations and their enterprises out in the rural communities oh. uh, where, where typically our tribal nations and, and, and their enterprises are the largest employer. In, that, that's in, in what I was about to say. Thank right? you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and if it wasn't for that, you would see a whole lot more of, number one, urbanization mm-hmm. of, of families leaving those rural communities. But also, number two, um, you know, people leaving the state of Oklahoma. There's a scary statistic where we see all of our or a large number of our college graduates then, you know, jumping to a different state. And so that's our brain trust that we're investing in. And then now they're leaving. And so, you know, that's why it's so important for that economic development here in the state. And I got to tell you, our tribal nations have partnered, you know, uh, there there is no other enterprises um, here in our state or, uh, you know, where, you know, because our our tribal nations are not leaving the state of Oklahoma, right? right? We don't need incentives to stay. We are always going to be here. We're always going to take care of all of our communities and all of our employees. And so, you know, that's probably the greatest asset of the state, which, you know, sometimes it gets overlooked. And so that's why the economic impact uh, 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 report is so important because it's not just anecdotal stories. It actually ties it to, it ties it to the numbers. And numbers don't lie. Correct. You know. <laughs> I was hopeful that you would talk about the study, you know, uh, tribal economic impact is Oklahoma impact and um, it's important. And not only is it overlooked, if everyone understood and appreciated the fact that tribal economic impact is positive Oklahoma impact, Think about the things we could do. I mean, we're doing so much. And I say that, you know, we were a collision of cultures, but today we're a collaboration of cultures and Oklahoma is special. I mean, it really is. I mean, we're biased, of course, you know, this is, you know, my home and our home, but that's why I really appreciate knowing that people like you in our community are through systems of education and also symposia 
and through your consortium, through gathering, sharing, engaging, networking. You know, it is like this this web of interconnectedness that it means so much to be able to pick up the phone, call someone and open up a dialogue where you don't have this just lack of awareness and understanding of who they are and what, you know, that you have avenues of engaging in professional and social situations that really inure to the benefit of relationship building and nation building amongst our tribal nations here in the state of Oklahoma and outside the state. You know, I love running into you at Res and in other places in the country and our intertribal trade, intratribal economic experiences uh, they really have ripple effects, like you said. Oh, absolutely. And the reason why I get to see you also out of state <laughs> is because of my day job. I actually do have a, yes. a actual day job. So I serve uh, as a principal for RDW. So my region is Oklahoma, Kansas, and Texas. But um, RDW uh, is a uh, is, is actually the largest um, uh, national accounting firm focused on Indian country. We're based out of uh, Albuquerque. We have a large office uh, mm-hmm. in uh, in Phoenix, and then I run the Oklahoma office. And then we actually acquired uh, a practice in, in the northwest part of the U.S. Uh, and then, but we we have employees in in nineteen different states now, and we're also in India and in the Philippines. I didn't know that we have remote employees. That's there. awesome. Uh, and so you know, um, in RDW, you know, I uh, I uh, work with our national tribal practice leader, Wes Benali. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, and, and, and so in, uh, in that, you know, that's, it, it affords me the opportunity uh, to, uh, to go to those conferences, mm-hmm. to, to speak at those conferences, um, as well as to really, uh, you know, make those connections, uh, a network um, and, and, uh, and, and to look for opportunities, um, you know, to help others through, through my organization. And, and, uh, and I gotta say, that's, that's really been a blessing. And so, you know, I had my own firm, uh, uh, at one point after, after I, I, I left, uh, a tribal nation. Um, and the, the only reason why I chose REW, because every, you know, there was a lot of firms coming after me asking, you know, um, wanting me to work for them. The only reason why I chose REW was because of, you know, um, well, the, the, the main reason was, uh, was, uh, one of my mentors, um, uh, Corinne Wilson. She's, uh, she's a tribal member, uh, um, from, uh, from a tribal nation there in, 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 in Arizona. And, and so, you know, she, she was the one who really recruited me and, 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 and I've known her for probably eight years before I joined RDW. And then as soon as I joined, she announced that she was retiring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but no, and so that was kind of the main reason. But yeah. all, but it was also because um, RDW is uh, is is really passionate about serving Indian country, um, and 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 uh, and and so I I will definitely say I've been blessed to be a part of that organization. I'm so glad they support you, and I really appreciate the fact that you honor and recognize your mentor. Mentors are important, and how you're mentoring others in our community. Um, that's important too. And you know, Victor Flores, I just want to say thank you for being on the show. I know that the listeners have learned a great deal about your commitment to working in Indian country. And I would love to have you back on the show for any updates and even to bring some friends where we can um, have a conversation about 
different activities throughout Indian country in terms of economic development and beyond. And so thank you so much for being here today, my friend. You know, thank you so much for this opportunity. And I will take you up on that offer. I'm always blessed to get involved in so many amazing things. And so, yes, you'll hear from me again. I'll be happy to bring over some friends of ours. Absolutely. Thank you. Yakoki, thank you for joining us. Timber People is brought to you by the Possibilities Podcast Platform.